You are listening to Revealing Real Estate Podcast, where we dive into getting over your fear of taking risk in real estate and making money while you sleep. I'm Nico Pedizano, your host and real estate guru with over 20 years of experience. It's time to get real. All right, we are back with another episode of Revealing Real Estate Podcast. I'm Jess Caruflo, and I'm accompanied with your amazing host, Nico Pedizano. We are going to get right into it today. We are talking brokerage versus teams, what the difference is, why someone should join a team versus a brokerage. And I got lots of questions for you, Nick. All right. So let's get it started. <laughs> Jess, Jessica Ruffalo, our marketing director on the team. Also, my co-host, this girl is wearing a lot of titles, but she does so much for the team. We're so glad to have her on board. But Jess, thanks for that wonderful introduction. Oh, thanks. And I'm ready to get into this because I think we're going to have a really good episode today, which is strictly going to be talking to the real estate agents out there right now in the industry. And hopefully we can help them understand the mistakes I made when I was younger in this business to kind of build their success a lot quicker than I did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So when people, you know, they come out of school, they want to become real estate agents. I'm sure there's a lot of confusion. I mean, I can't imagine where to go, how to start becoming a real estate agent outside of school. And so I want to know kind of what you did when you first started becoming a, a real estate agent. Did you go with a brokerage? Did you start with a team? Were you by yourself? Yeah, and that's a good question. Teams weren't evolved or weren't around when I got my real estate license. And I wish they were because I would have jumped right into a team, hands down, no problem, because I would have learned so much more. I would have had that mentorship. I would have had that guidance. I would have had some coaching. Back then, when I started in 2004, you know, I feel old right now, by the way, (laughs) just throwing that in there. But back then, that broker model still hasn't changed from then. And it's still designed that way where it's structured as a real estate agent. When you get your license, you go into the office, you interview different brokerages to see what they got to offer. And pretty much across the board, they offer, they're all very similar. Now you're going to deal with branding, right? Branding Remax to a home life to a roll of page. You know, who has more recognition, what's viewed to the consumer better as a trusted brand or more recognized. Those are part of the decision makings when you're going to be signing up with a broker. But you got to look at the broker model. The broker model, basically, they're not really in the transactional business, right? They're at a 95-5 split. So 5% to the broker, 95% to the agent a lot of times. And, you know, you basically you're on your own. I had to start from scratch. So a quick story on that. When I started within the business... I went to my broker and I said, uh, you know, I'm looking to join your brokerage. It was home life at the time. And I said, I want to start out in the industry and I just don't know what to do. So they says, well, they toured me around the office. They told me exactly kind of, you know, the training and the mentorship and everything that was going to be provided to me. They gave me and they showed me as I walked around and says, oh, this would be your office. So as I signed up, you know, I'm going to fast forward a bit. I signed up with the brokerage at the time and I, and they said, here's your office. There's your desk. You're going to need a computer. We provide you a phone. Whenever you're ready to start, it's available for you, right? So they gave me the key to the office. I walked inside, you know, the day I started my first day at the office. I remember that because I was in the catering business before and I had no idea what I was even doing in regards to sales. Right. It was scary. It was scary at the time, right? But it was exciting, but scary at the same time. I just, you know, I just got married. My wife got licensed back in 2004 and I'm like, okay. So I sat at my desk. I, I had a laptop. You had to provide your own laptop. I open up my laptop and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, so what do I do? (laughs) Right. Where do I start? Yeah. I had no idea of, you know, the process of sales. I was never into sales before. I was never trained for sales. I never came from any other big corporations or anything like that. I was in the catering business, right? So sales were a natural byproduct of 
just my personality of who I am as a person. I was always great with people, building relationships and working hard and hustling. But at the time I went to my brokerage and I walked back into his office and I'm like, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where do I start? Where do I get going on this? And he looks at me and he says, he turns back and I remember him. I turn back and he, he has this yellow pages at the time. So back then it was the yellow pages. You couldn't even find it online, you know, and it was a directory of phone numbers. He opens up this yellow pages into an area in Vaughn. And he says, here's a street. Start calling every single person on this street that lives in this house and see if anybody's interested in selling their home. Yeah. No scripting guidance, you know, no mentorship. Just here's a yellow pages, figure it out. You're on your own because at that split model, right at the 5%, there's not much that they're going to be able to invest into you in regarding the brokerage model itself. And a lot of times you ended up getting stuck. So as I started cold calling, I started trying to, you know, figure out how to build a database. I ended up getting, you know, my entire, I, we had 720 people at my wedding at the time. Yeah, so we had a big wow, wedding. That's, that's you you don't want to know just my flower expense on that, but it was a very big wedding. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so I need people to know that, hey, now it's Nick, not no more the coffee truck driver or in the catering business. It's Nick now, the real estate agent. How do I do that? So I addressed it by first, you know, writing a letter of an introduction, telling people of my new journey within my life. Everybody got this letter that was on my wedding list. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure that everybody was aware that, hey, it's not Nick. I'm not in the catering business no more. If you are looking to buy or sell or transact in real estate, I would love the opportunity to do it. Now, remember, as a young agent without any experience, it's difficult for somebody to give you their most valuable possession. Mm -hmm. So as I started to evolve within the business and I started to learn, I'm like, okay. And then I just, you know, I, I listened to a lot of calling coaches and asking, you know, veterans within the office, you know, how are you doing it? What are you doing? And I ended up getting some guidance. As I started to get busy, I think my first year in real estate, I made, I made like 30 grand, right? And then second year, as I evolved and I grew, my first thoughts were when I opened up my laptop, okay, how do I get people now to understand as well that it's not Nick, the coffee truck driver mm -hmm. no more. I need to understand that I transact in real estate. So if you ever see me on, you know, uh, at a barbecue, you see me at a, at a stag or at a function or at a wedding, you know, Hey, I'm in real estate. Let's have that conversation. So then I ended up getting a bus bench, right? Yeah. It was like back then it was 250 bucks. I think the prices are still very similar. It didn't go up much, but 250 bucks for a bus stop at Pine Valley highway seven area. And then I found the local real estate magazine, which was called the residence magazine. Now, and I got a three-quarter page and I started to invest into the business to start getting my brand and getting recognized so that people will understand that, you know, I am now a realtor looking to transact in real estate agent. If you need somebody, my hand's up here, please call me. And that was the functionality. I was that guy with the phone in my ear, <laughs> right? Back then, early on. Yeah. And then, you know, within that brokerage model, right, you're doing all your own paperwork. Man, I was I was installing my own signs, putting up my own lockboxes. <laughs> You know, when social media came around, I started posting my own social media campaigns, updating my own website, dealing with all my listing presentations and writing them up, measuring the house by myself. There was a, so much administrative stuff that I was really working on that was causing me to plateau to only allow me to make so much money per year and to make so many transactions because, you know, a lot of time was spent installing a sign or putting up a lockbox, right? Where my value, and this is what's important, where, where I need young, inspiring realtors to understand is that you need to create value. What's your value as a person, right, Jess? Yeah. And I think those are essentials, uh, essential components for people to understand that what am I worth? Am I worth 500 an hour? Am I worth 1,000 an hour? Mm -hmm. 
Am I worth 50 an hour? Whatever that number may be, you better start figuring out first and foremost when you sit down to that desk, okay, what's my value? Oh, absolutely. And to ask yourself that big question, plus you're doing all of that work on the side. I mean, who has time to really understand and and sit down and think, what is my value and how can I, you know, build those good connections and relationships with people? If, you know, you're running around kind of like a chicken with no head doing doing everything at once, kind of like a one man show, one woman show, right? Yeah. So it, now fast forward, you building the OP team, you have such an amazing, you know, amazing agents and you mentor them so great. What do you offer for your team now? Now that you are experienced, you have your own team, you've been through the whole, you know, brokerage kind of on your own situation. What do you offer to your team now so that they don't have to experience what you had to experience when you first started? And that's a that's a great question. And the reason I love that question is because there is so much that we're able to now contribute to somebody's success or somebody's growth of their business to help them understand what it's going to take to build those systems in place so that you don't have to be stuck doing, I call them tedious tasks, not because it's a tedious job, but it's a, they're tasks that you could be spending your time doing more valuable things on. Where is the most value, right? And we're going to go back to that value is if I'm worth $1,000 an hour or I'm worth $500 an hour, whatever that number that you put on that value for yourself, whether in year one, year two, year three, or four, I need to be doing those type of uh, $500 uh, an hour job, yeah. right? So if I'm doing that, what does that entail? To me, I need to get in front of more people as often as I can. That's the growth process. How can I put myself to be at five places at once at certain times where if I'm stuck doing now all the tasks of administrative work mm -hmm. and there's so much involved now as social media is getting, now you got to be on LinkedIn, you got to be on Facebook, you got to be on Twitter, everything. you got to be on everything. Mm -hmm. Jess, you're my marketing director, mm -hmm. right? We have assistants here. We have people that will allow that to take over so I'm not stuck doing that. Now, yeah. marketing is a huge aspect for me. I love it. I enjoy it. We have many meetings in regards to how we continue to grow our marketing campaigns yeah. and what we're evolving to. And that's how we ended up coming to get this podcast going on. If you're going to sit there and you're going to be posting on your own social media campaigns and you're going to be submitting all your paperwork within the office and you're going to be typing your own offers and you're going to be writing your own listing presentations and you're going to be putting up your own lock boxes, you're going to be designing your own brochures and yeah. you're going to be, you know, sending them out to print and then go pick them up at the print. Yeah. Like think about how many moving parts there are in one transaction, booking your own home inspection on a team. We provide you those systems that are already currently in place that will remove all that from you mm -hmm. so that you can focus in on what you're valuable at doing. Right. And that's that $500 an hour, $1,000 an hour, $2,000 an hour position so that you can continue prospecting. I don't think as a real estate agent within this industry, and if you're just starting out, the first thing I should have done was hire an assistant. Right. Right. That was my mistake within the industry is that I didn't know how to really run a business at that time. Yeah. And in the catering side of things, I kind of just did everything by myself. I did all my accounting. I did my bookkeeping. Everything was just done for me. Mm -hmm. And I could have evolved. I could have grown within any business in any sector is number one, you need systems. And number two, you need help. You need mm -hmm. people to help you through the process. 
So if I had an assistant early on within my business that allowed that, I would be able to evolve. Instead of making 30000 my first year, I probably would have made 70000 I would have doubled my income. That I would have made enough money to cover the cost of my assistant. Mm-hmm. By year two, as she's there and I'm now continuing to grow my business, and let's say I was going to double up and I wanted to go to 150000 and earn 100% more than I did the year before, right? That was going to allow me that opportunity to do so. Right. In a team, which is different from the broker model, Right. And this is where teams came involved is that when you come on our team, my agent signs a listing. It goes right to front desk, our team coordinator, team coordinator takes it in. She, they send it out right to head office to upload and get all the uploading done because that's part of their process, you know, being involved with Remax. Once the listing comes up, they decide and select marketing looks at, okay, these are the photos that are going to go up. Now marketing also works on designing the brochure for the team member, yeah. right? They send it out to print to get the prints out. The brochures are getting picked up. Team coordinator now is going to go out there and they're going to make sure that the lockbox is going to get installed on the property. They're coordinating to get the sign installation up on the property. They're looking to get the lockboxes there. They're making sure that the remove shoe signs are all there. Everything at the stager has been booked. Yeah. The agent's not doing that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So it's internally having that assistant there available for you to give you that. Mm-hmm. And then now what's the agent doing? Right, they're dealing directly with the current client that they got. We have a customer care department now mm-hmm. that's going to make sure that every step of the way you're going to be informed of exactly what's going on with your home when we list it on the market, yep. where we're advertising your property, what the next steps are for you. We make sure that we guide them through the entire process of that. You can't do that as an individual agent, and you can't do that if you're on your own. You're like a hamster in that <laughs> hamster wheel, and I'm <laughs> telling you, man, yeah. you're just running, 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 and you're running rapidly, and sometimes you're just going to get into burnout stage. you got to think about as a real estate agent, I'm showing houses, I'm going to listing appointments, I'm negotiating offers, yeah. right? Now I got to, uh, if I bought a sale and there was a home inspection, a four-hour home inspection is a long time. Wow. On a team, sometimes we're going to send somebody there for you so that you're not sitting at the home inspection and there's another representative there that would be able to sit there within that home inspection. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of those things, those moving parts that are provided for you as a team Mm -hmm. that you're not going to get versus the brokerage model. Yeah. Makes sense? Yeah. And it gives you a lot more time to really focus on, you know, building those connections with your clients, really advancing your career and and how you present yourself and there's so many moving parts that for someone as a real estate agent to have that team behind them to kind of help them with all those moving parts i'm sure i can only imagine really takes like a lot off their plate right i think you know working you know kind of behind the scenes with the team with administration and marketing and i see how much this team does for your agents and how much you put your time you're you're always available for them you know you do team meetings and aside from all of those other moving parts and helping them it's admirable that you really sit down and and you're always one-on-one with your agents so now being in the role of having your own team how do you mentor you know one-on-one with your agents aside from all the other tasks the tedious tasks you do for them yeah so i think your education is important and i think when you go to get your real estate license you're going to learn quite a bit but the real practical experiences comes out when you're on the streets when you're working on the field Mm -hmm. when you're inside that listing appointment i remember my first listing appointment that i ever had man it is it's intimidating (laughs) i bet is probably the best word I can, and, and you know, I'm shaking under the table <laughs> and I got no idea how do we even approach it. Yeah. Right. 
where do I sit? What do I, and back then it was just all paper, right? right? I had no presentation. I was giving out MLS sheets and saying, you know, and just getting into what value is. I even forgot to even tour the property because I wasn't told to tour the property. So when I ended up making that call, that was easy. Mm. Landing the employment, I can land three, four appointments a week if I want to do right now. Mm. It was the presentation right. that was everything, mm-hmm. right? So what we offer in the hands-on experience and the mentorship, if you're going to get an appointment, let's say you're an agent on your own, and most people today, they're going to hand over their most valuable possession to somebody to help represent their home to get the highest valuable possible, they're going to need somebody within the industry that has some experience. Oh, for sure. So younger agents that are going to go up against bigger branded agents that have 20 years of experience and have that knowledge base, it's going to either be you're related to the people, (laughs) right, Mm -hmm. to win the listing over us. Yeah. Or you're really doing it at a discounted rate. How are you really servicing that that seller? It's not just about the commissions. People don't pay me to service their listing. People pay me to negotiate. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. My value is getting in front of buyers and sellers. And if it's whether a seller negotiating to make sure that I get the best possible price for them. And we're going to squeeze every single drop of water out of that sponge so that they're walking out of there as much money as possible. Right. So to go back to the question is, When you have me coming along into a listing presentation where you've never been into one before, odds are now you're probably going to be able to charge a little bit more money anyway. You're going to be able to have some reputable reputation in regards to how many transactions we sell, right? Because people want to know, hey, do you sell properties in this specific area? What's your list price to sell price ratio? What are you going to do for me versus the next person who's going to be walking inside that door behind me, right? So... Most likely, if you're not prepared the way we're prepared on a full PowerPoint presentation, exactly telling you step by step of what we're going to do and give you value over value over value, and you're going to walk in there not really that prepared, most likely you're not going to get that listing. Right. Right. So what I do is a lot of times is go with my agents and actually run a presentation with them hands on. Wow. When I'm there, I want to bring you with me. So that you can start learning how our presentation is actually done. Mm-hmm. And then we'll do live practices if you, you know, we, we put some time aside a week. And we'll go over that listing presentation. Mm-hmm. It is the biggest tool in your tool bag that you should have right now, right? And then now we have buyer presentations. You know, there's so many moving parts on it. And we're going to run five episodes on yeah. exactly <laughs> what needs to get done for a real estate agent within this business. But even just handling a sign call and that I had to learn how to manage and really convert because conversion is a big part in this business. If you are good at converting, you are going to transact. Good markets, bad markets. Knowing how to convert is important. Some people have it naturally. Some people need to be taught. It could be taught. It's just that how do you want to spend your time? And that's what I think are very critical points that I would say for somebody young within the business is look at the broker model, look at the team model. Yeah. Look what you get on the T model versus the broker model. And I understand the bro- I'm part of another brokerage. Even though my wife is the broker of record, I'm still part of another brokerage because there is a service that they provide us. Mm-hmm. And it's a fabulous service. Mm-hmm. And it works. It works within my model. So Remax will run my full administration that needs to get done when it comes to commissions received, commissions that need to be paid out, dealing with the lawyers, dealing with trust accounts. They run a fabulous job for us. And mm-hmm. we're so happy with Remax Premier. Now put that aside. Now we got the realtor involved. What is it that they will provide that realtor? Mm. 
Listen, mm. at a 5% split, there's not much that they're going to be able to offer you. They'll have a manager and staff, but is that manager going to come out to a buyer presentation? Is right. that manager going to actually be there, you know, in your office, helping you and guiding you how to negotiate that offer? Mm -hmm. Is that manager going to be there for you at the listing presentation, presenting that offer? Highly unlikely. And your odds are pretty much a 0% chance that he's coming. Yeah. You'll probably be able to reach him on the phone. You're going to have that phone conversation in regards to that. If teams were around, I would have jumped into a team 100% just because the amount of growth that would have happened early on within my business and the mistakes I made really would have fast-tracked me at least minimum five years. No, absolutely. And right? and I wanted to ask, touching on you actually going to the presentations, do you think that there's more of a guarantee for a real estate agent to close a deal when they have a team behind them versus when they're kind of on their own uh, with the brokerage kind of doing it Yeah, of course. Yeah, they, you would because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, my team's probably going to transact, you know, we're, we're close to between 200 transactions, mm -hmm. right? That's a pretty good resume. Yeah. Just to start, pull out that tool bag and, hey, these are the properties that we've sold. This is our list price to ask price ratio. We have our team stats. You know, we've been ranked in the top 50 of largest teams in all of Canada. We're... 15 agents to service you, right? Value, 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 value. Hmm. How do you compete if you're an individual agent who's just starting out within the business, even two years or three years in the business to compete on that? And listen, I'm a big believer. Fake it until you make it. Yeah. And I see a lot on, especially on social media, where younger agents, and I would be doing the exact same thing. There's no pun intended on this. Hmm. Man, I would be touring properties that weren't even my listings and pretending they were mine, yeah. right? And, and showing, oh, check out this property for $1.5 million or $3 million. That's great. Good on them. That's what you got to be doing. The first thing I did at the time was I went to go buy a nice BMW, yeah. right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, when we pull up on that driveway, believe me, people are looking outside their windows. Oh, like, yeah. Right. Oh, what kind of car are they driving? Yeah. Who's you selling know? my house? Who's, who's selling yeah, my house, yeah. right? So if I'm pulling in there with a nice car and then the, the agent who's coming behind me is, you know, coming up with a, you know, with a beater, mm -hmm. you know, leaking oil, you know, it's <laughs> and, and parking it on their driveway. He's like, oh man, that's an easy win already, yeah, right? Yeah. I already won that listing over, right? So yeah. again, that presentation is important, right? That's one of the reasons why, but my style has always been, you know, making sure that I look as a professional because if I look as a professional, they're going to treat me as a professional. Absolutely. And I think it's going to win them over too as well, knowing that, I'm going to treat their home and their property in a very professional manner. I got a lot of suits. I love wearing my suits. One, it makes me feel good. But two, it's about presentation, yeah. right? So now it starts from me, right? Because the way I'm going to be perceived from presentation, because they're going to say, okay, well, if this guy dresses well and this guy looks good and this guy's driving a nice car, he believes in presentation. Mm -hmm. He's probably going to manage my house in the same type of manner. Right. No, absolutely. So. And even you just mentioning that something, something as small as, you know, what you wear and how you present yourself, that right there is mentorship to me, to the audience, to people listening to the podcast. And I'm sure you share that with your agents and more. And that's something that maybe people who are on their own, who are in a brokerage, aren't going to have that conversation so much as how you present yourself, what you wear, how you show up. So people treat you that way. Right. Just that yeah. piece of piece of advice is Kind of like a little little sneak peek of what people get when they're on the OP team, right? Exactly. They're timbits, yeah. right? Those yeah. are little timbits that you're going to be able to pick up on. I'm not here to judge anybody and what they wear and their styles and, you know, what they do. I got my own, 
right? And I have my own perception of how I want to be perceived. And that's what's important to me is what makes me feel good and how somebody's going to interpret, you know, how I'm going to portray their property and represent their home, right? The way they're going to want it to be presented. You know, I'm sure I'm getting judged, right? You know, (laughs) nowadays, like, (laughs) you know, I got to ask, why are you wearing a suit every day? You know, where are you going? I'm like, well. I'm actually going nowhere. I'm going to yeah. sit in my office all day long and I'm going to be in a suit and with a tie and I'm going to be really uncomfortable, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be really uncomfortable, <laughs> but I'm ready. If that phone rings and there's an appointment, believe me, I'm ready to strike, right? Right. And if you're going up against me, you better be ready. I'll tell you that much. Ooh, Ooh man. Ooh, period. Right there. <laughs> that was good. I like that one. You like that one? <laughs> yes. Yes. I love you share such good advice. You share... So much like motivation. I'm not. I'm not a real estate agent, but I'm getting uh, motivated. So, before we end the episode, one last question for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Why should someone join the OP team? We don't just take on anybody, right? Right, and you know that. And, and specifically, I think the the team that we have now currently around us is man, they're family to me. Mm-hmm. Everybody involved in family, and and it took years of mistakes of understanding what I truly wanted on the team and now what I don't want on the team. And that just comes through the growth process within the business. Specifically, what we like to do in design is work on how we can help somebody and complement their business and build their business and build their brand. That's what it's about for me. Mm-hmm. Can we help complement you on a smaller scale of, you know, percentage wise to help you realize the things that you're going to need to know within your business so that you can fast track it to get ahead five years in advance, right? That is a huge component that I think is going to be essential. By the time you're done within year five, you're probably not even going to want to leave because it's not going to be worth it for you to leave, right? Because all the marketing aspect that we provide, the money that I spend towards growing the brand and building the team, there's a lot that goes into it. And there's a lot of investment because that investment doesn't get paid back to you until probably year four, Mm -hmm. right? Of you just constantly... You know, every dollar that you earn, money's got to go back into the growth and into the growing aspect of the marketing, right? Mm-hmm. That's just one of the, probably the main components of why I say somebody should join either my team or a team. Yeah. Two is the brand recognition that we provide you that allows you to get into more doors and more opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, more opportunities will arise from it. And I truly believe that. And I'm not just saying it. I think that's why, you know, the movement of the teams and the growth of the team is going to be an essential part. Three, we do provide leads, mm-hmm. right? So it allows for you to start, you know, working with clients based on your knowledge, right? And your regimen that, hey, you know, you're going to get a lead if you're ready for it, right? And you've done some of the classes and the scripting and, 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 I, and I can see all some of the coaching that you've done and stuff like that. But again, those are just kind of three little main components of why I think you should join a team. There's so many other reasons. Again, we can have five episodes on that. Right. Well, that's awesome. Um, I'm so happy we sat down and I've learned so much. So I can only imagine how uh, much other real estate agents could learn just starting in the business. Brokerage versus team. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Pow, pow, pow. (laughs) Thanks, Jess. (laughs) Looking to buy or sell? Call a team you can trust. Don't believe me? Our Google reviews say it all. Put us on your lawn. Your house will be gone. Theopteam.com.